And welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan. And joining me tonight is Jess. Hey everyone. And Mama Kay. Hi everybody. And tonight is our, well, it's our one year anniversary. We uh, started the show March 12th, 2019. Jess and I did with our first with our first episode, yes. Uh, lots of cheering. Um, and we are doing, one year later, we're like, or not one year later, roughly eight. Well, yeah, you know it, it's a year later. I'm thinking 100 episode. Terrible start. Uh, one year later, we were like, what are we going to do for our big episode? We didn't really have, we weren't really sure what we were going to do. We were like, well, what's our most popular episode? Like, what's been downloaded the most? And what's been downloaded the most is this year's Best Picture winner and also our film with the women of my life film of 2019 parasite and we're like oh yes. what's what's something like parasite and we we picked another film directed by bong joon ho the director of parasite so we did snowpiercer which is available on mm. netflix uh it's probably his most famous american one he's done two english-speaking films i think this and okja which is a netflix film uh, and then, you know, as well as his, his wide array of South Korean films, uh, Mama K, you are the Snowpiercer champion. I think I saw that first because <laughs> of you. I'm a champion. Uh, well, no, we, we went down, we were trying to figure out which one to do. And this one scored a little bit higher than Okja. So that's where we landed, right? Yeah. We didn't know what to do. And just, just like, what's the higher on tomato score? And I was like, it's, it's yeah, so that's where we I'm like, it's going to be like an 80 something <laughs> versus a 90 something. And she's like, I just picked the higher one. So we did Snowpiercer. Um, just, so just, I have, I, you know, I saw it before. This was not my first viewing. So I have seen it before. That's what I'm saying. You're the champion of this is in when I first <laughs> saw it years ago, it was because you, I, it was on in our house and I wasn't really watching it, but you were like, Oh, it's so good. And so I watched it actually <laughs> years later. Um, yeah. And then Jess has the first time I watched it, I didn't feel that way about it. But uh, you know, the second time was how many better. times have you seen this? I think this was probably all the way through. This was probably just my third time seeing it. All the way through, but you've seen parts. Yeah. Okay. And Jess, so yeah, yeah. Clearly, Jess, you've never seen Snowpiercer. That that's correct. Is your first time? I saw the first twenty minutes, and I think it's because I saw Octavia Spencer was in it, so I turned it on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I remember being like, nope, this is not a movie for me, and turned it off. This might have been like two years ago or something. Yeah. Can we talk about how Octavia Spencer seems to be like a running thread through our podcast? We should just call this Films with the Women in My Life and Octavia Spencer. She's only in, what is she, in like, she's in like three, four of our movies? I No, I feel like it's way more than that. She was just in Onward. Oh, yeah, Onward, she was in, Loose, yeah, she, Ma. Yeah, she was in Ma. This She's in this film. That's, um, that's gotta be it right yeah i feel like there's probably more I, she's prolific man and i thought it was weird that in our first like 50 episode we did three soderbergh films I, I thought that was weirder yeah i think this is weirder but yeah but she's i mean like we can act- invite her it's an on. actress versus a director i mean actors are in more things than directors are directing things even soderbergh yeah but i think you wouldn't think that you know i, I mean she is academy award winning octavia spencer so you know we're giving you we're throwing out the invite right now octavia come on <laughs> Yes, I'm sure she listens. Be on the podcast. Uh, can you Snow- hash- hashtag her? So I hashtag everything all the time. Well, at the heck out of her, yeah. I, I can yeah. add her. I usually don't at people because that's I find that. All right, so Snowpiercer, the plot of Snowpiercer. In a future <laughs> where a failed climate change experiment has killed all life except for the lucky few who aboard who are... B- who boarded the Snowpiercer, a train that travels around the globe, a new class system emerges. Uh, easy enough. Uh, that's that's yeah. The, that's the whole background. The whole the actual plot of what's going on in the movie is a little different, but that's like the background of what Snowpiercer is. So yeah, it's this train. It goes around the world perpetually because the it's an ice age. Um, and yeah, that's all you really need to know before we go into spoilers. If you haven't seen Snowpiercer and you liked Parasite and you want to get into more Bong Joon Ho movies, well, this one you don't have to read. Uh, most of it. I mean, there's there's some right. there's some. Uh, non-English speaking parts, but it's mostly English speech. English speaking. It's on Netflix, so go check it out if you have any interest. We will spoil it now. We rate things here at Films with a Woman in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plots, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, that synopsis gave us a perfect start because we actually start in the uh, year. 2031, the train has been going around the world for 17 years now, uh, and it's been very segregated. Uh, there's the head of the train, there's like middle cars that kind of go down by class, there's also different cars have different purposes, there's the, the the teaching car, and there's like the water system car, and there's like an aquarium car, and a 
club and a bathhouse and restaurants and, and barbers. <laughs> Everything you can imagine is in to the whole world in a very long train. Uh, and as you get further back, things get progressively shittier until you get to the squalor tail compartments. Uh, they are guarded by armed guards and they are full of the poor, gross people. I mean, I gross derogatory, but like they are physically gross looking because they've been stuck in this tail train for 17 years. They eat these protein bricks uh, they look very unappetizing. Uh, and one of their members, <laughs> kind of a, a lead member back there, is a man named Curtis, uh, who is played by Chris Evans. And he also has some of his buddies, buddies is loose, but other companions in the tail section. Uh, people like, let's see, who, who, who's in the who's in the tail section? Gilliam is John Hurt's character. He's yeah. like the older, wise man missing an arm. Uh, we'll learn more about that later. Uh, we've got his buddy, Jamie Bell's character, Edgar, his like, second-in-command. Yeah. And then we have some other characters back there, such as Tanya, Octavia Spencer's character, uh, Andrew, Ewan Bremmer's character. Is there someone else I'm missing? I feel like is that that's pretty much all of the, the, the tail squad that yeah. matters. Yeah. The kids, the little kids. The little kids. Um, Well, and so the whole beginning here is they're going to stage an uprising, a riot uh, to to try to move towards the front of the train. And what's his what's his goal ultimately? Just to just to kill the, the, the guy in charge, Wilfred? I don't know Who if it's, knows? I mean, I don't know that in the beginning that's the goal. The goal is to chain, the goal is to get to the front. The goal is to not be in the back anymore, so. The goal is to not I be in the back I couldn't even tell anymore. what they were fighting for the entire movie. I have no idea <laughs> what the, like, what, what's the goal? It's clearly not to get off the train. Is it to stop the train, get in the front of the train, open all the doors? Like, I didn't get it. Well, I think we are starting to branch off into two schools of thought about uh, Snowpiercer. Um, so that's the that is the plot. They try to get to the front of the train. We meet other characters. We meet the uh, the drug addict slash explosive expert characters. Uh, we meet uh, the weirdo like in charge of the train, who is uh, Tilda Swinton's character, uh, Minister Mason. Uh, we meet yeah. the teacher. We meet some like goonish Wilford guys. We should say Wilford is the big bad good leader creator of this train ed harris ed harris's yeah. character when we get to the very end so um okay since you are the resident expert of snowpiercer what do you think of the plot of this movie to be the resident expert in comparison um, i've seen it twice this is my second time all the way through just okay. seems to be pretty not understanding of the plot so <laughs> um i like the plot of this movie because um prior to seeing parasite this kind of sets up i i don't know if this is like how he looks at most of his films but it's it's another class warfare movie um uh, it's mm-hmm. it's you know pre it's a pre-class war pre-parasite class warfare movie and um it, it hits you hard over the head just like parasite does where there's really there there really isn't when you're saying that you know it gets progressively worse as you go down the train i don't feel like it does i feel like there's people that are in like the front of the train and those are you know the people that are at the raves and getting their hair done and you know going to the dentist and then there's the people in the back of the train who none of that is happening for um and they're all incredibly brown and dirty and just dirty brown looking people um clothes are brown everything's brown um i i don't i don't know that i don't know that i agree that that it gets worse i think that there is the there's the ruling class, and then there's the plebes. And yeah, there's um, a steep, distinct like, drop drop off, and there's no middle class whatsoever. I don't really think there's a middle class at all. I mean, there's definitely there's you know Wilford's in charge, and he's the head head. But I feel what like about the poor people they pull much... out of the back of the train to do like like the one guy becomes like a violinist for upper car people. I mean, he's cle- he's been pulled out of the back, he so he's not in the slums, but he's got to be you know obviously not with the rich people. He just won the yeah. lottery. You're just a pick. I feel like that way, too. I don't feel like there's... Because as they're going through the train, there is not this, like... I mean, there's very few people that are. I mean, there's there the are bug a few, presser I guess guy. Maybe you're right. I think there's a. I think there there's like some, the poor people who literally just eat the blocks. The bug presser is not. Yeah, I mean, he's. But it's not like there's a whole class of them. It's almost like there's just a few of them. You know, there's the people that are harvesting the food. There's the sushi maker. Yeah, I think those are um, all not upper class people. I think those are those are the people we don't the really dentist. we don't really focus on a whole lot because they're not our protagonists and they're not the bad guys. So they're just kind of like. I guess, but where do they live? I mean, it's like we don't really know that you know that's 
No, but I Maybe think it's impl- don't go through all I the think cars, it's clear but... that they're not the gross back people. The gross back people have like they they see light oh, yeah. for the first time and they're like, Oh like I don't think yeah, they're completely blinded. <laughs> yeah, so I think yeah. this other work this other hidden working class is there. But yeah, we don't spend a lot of time with it. I get your point. I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't I don't feel like that's that's where things are. Either. Well, and, you know, th- there were the people that worked for the very rich people when we were watching um, Parasite. Uh, and then there's the, the lower class. So maybe, you know, they're a little bit glossed over, I guess. Um, but I, you know, I think I'm not a huge dystopian fan, but this movie reminds me of a movie from the 80s called, oh, my gosh, it's a Terry Gilliam movie. Oh, Terry Gilliam movie wow and what's the character's name in the movie gilliam um brazil so there was a movie in the 80s called brazil and it was made by a man called terry gilliam and this removes movie reminds me a lot of that there's even a person in brazil that wears a shoe on top of their head and a shoe becomes a very uh it's got you know it, it it tells a bit of a story in this movie as well so um i think i'm thinking that he might have been a fan of that film um and it does have this dystopian flair but it's not like this it's not i mean this is life or death this is uh there were a little the some of the problems i had with the plot were the fact that why did they need to have this class of people that was so downtrodden i mean they say things like well we'll have to start killing off certain amount of them i was like why? I mean, what is happening there? You don't have enough protein blocks to feed them anymore. And we'll talk about what those are. And well, there's a lot of reasons those. they keep them around as well as as well as need to thin the herd occasionally. I think there's reasons. I'll I'll explain my thoughts when I get to the plot. Yeah. But. So plot wise, I mean, I like that. I, I like the plot of this movie. It's 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 not something you see a lot of. So I'm going to give the plot a four. All right, Jess. Hey, I feel like her. Uh... Her turn was really long. Mine's going to be very short. <laughs> Didn't like this movie. <laughs> At all. <laughs> At all. I could not. I don't know why you didn't fight me against it when I chose it based off the Rotten Tomato score because it's clearly a movie I would never watch and don't like. Why um, would I think that? I wouldn't. I y- y- there's no reason that I could think of to obviously why you wouldn't like this. I hate you. <laughs> I, what, so what do you, what's your reasoning behind hating this i guess i i don't i i don't get it i thought this is a pretty universal like really everyone can I like, feel like this, this is movie. not a just no, no it's not a stereotypical just movie but you've liked things on here that i did not think you were gonna like before like parasite no i didn't i could not follow it i don't know something about it i could not follow it and there's way too much fighting and i hate fighting yeah you do oh, hate that's fighting. a problem yeah. It's not. I mean, there's fighting, but it's it's in service of a lo- of like larger themes, and there's a lot of good train car stuff that doesn't involve just fighting. I don't know. The only scene that I think I watched entirely throughout was the school scene. And yes, then after which is a great that, scene. Was, that was it. Right. The only thing else, I was just in and out. Couldn't do it. I really don't know the characters. I don't really know what went on. I don't know why they were on the train, where they were going, why they didn't get off of it. Well, they're going. Uh, you don't. You don't know why they're on the train or why they don't get off the train. I think they were on the train because they tried to make a train track that went all around the world. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> so your plot right, you're... great is a, uh, <laughs> a one. <laughs> all right. Um... <laughs> this is great because when you read reviews for this movie, people either really like it or they really hate it. There is no I don't, middle. I don't know very many people who this hate this film. movie. Just as the first person I've heard who hates this you movie. Go through IMDb and it's like one 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 nine 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 nine. My it's only problem like with the plot so. of this movie is I have to you have to not think about it too hard because it doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. Even in the most sciencey of science fiction <laughs> movies, like like Star Wars seems more plausible to me than this train existing because this train exists for all intents and purposes in the real world in the near future. So, it just it really does like it it just goes forever. It just doesn't seem like it would. It holds all this life on there for 17 years. It just doesn't seem it really doesn't seem possible. Like and, and to sustain this quality too. Um, it's a, it's, it's a big giant ass leap to take. Uh, 
and and the plot is also not like like you said like we were like why are they get to the front because they want to get to the front they want to rise from the, the bottom uh, it's kind of nebulous beyond that and then it kind of becomes more clear when they go but really like the only people with the goals are um are nam nam goon who is song kang ho's character also from parasite uh and and his yeah. his daughter they their goal which we don't really know at first they just seem like drug addicts uh is to actually blow up the front and blow up the the doors because they believe that the snow outside is cold or not is it's warming up outside and just i don't know if you got that that they can't go outside because they will literally freeze to death that school car scene where they pass by that little mountaintop with those frozen people on it that's like a big like historical moment for them like oh uh nine years ago however many years ago it was these seven explorers tried to get off the train but they died because they didn't and now they're frozen yeah i got that and then i i heard his reasoning saying that he thinks it's melting because he had a reference point that he says the snow kept going lower and lower so right. it had to be okay to get off right right so his airplane. whole thing is yeah. i think the strongest like i understand what's going on plot chris evans part of this whole plot i i i'm a, i'm i'm not totally with just that i don't get it it's dumb and makes no sense but i understand that it's not a it's not the strongest part of the movie the strongest part is more like the themes yeah. and honestly the rich people's reasoning yeah. for for the riots and the uprising and all their little their tricks much more interesting than the poor people just going through and trying to kill all the rich people but um it's it's a it's a it's a decent plot that you have to you you have to <laughs> forgive the big giant chasms in logic you just have to buy into i mean i don't think it's very different from star wars at all you've got yoda who's like five but, but, million but years Yo- old so he, okay so you know. star wars takes place literally in another like world this takes place on earth like and to yeah like it does it's not like this is like um this should yeah, be like ex machina plausible from... ex machina seems way more plausible than this okay I, yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's the kind of that like I, Star Wars. I guess was like that was like an extreme hyper hyperbolic. Like this should be uh, with things that are on Earth and like take place in some general science fiction plausibility. Like this just, just this seems a, a bridge too far. Uh, the the existence of this train and how it works. Um, still like a three yeah. <laughs> three. Like the pl- I like I like the themes. That's what really pulls the plot yeah, up. I like, I like the themes like the are good themes too. The, yeah. they're done better in Parasite. The same kind of themes, but but yeah, the themes yeah, yeah. are still good. Uh, the characters, though, it's your turn again, Jess. What do you think of these characters? Can you name any of them? <laughs> um, no. You can't even name the main bad guy? There's a little boy. Which, the bad guy? Oh. Oh, Scott. oh, at the very, at the very, very end, and he was all fancy eating his steak. That's and right. he was just yes. kind of like, no, I don't know his name. <laughs> the W's on all the doors and and windows not giving you any hints. No. Nope. So yeah, the character any 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 character standout moments anything you liked about? I him did at all? like the seventeen year old drug at drug at drug addict the one that smelled that green stuff and could see through doors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she was my She's favorite. Good. Um, and I I liked her dad. I didn't realize they were um dad and daughter. They were like kind of like companions. The first um, time I, I watched her... it, I didn't realize that either. So, yeah, oh, I, I liked. Um... I picked it up pretty quick because they were the only Korean people in like in like the squad. It didn't and... they didn't have to be related? Yeah, but they least. joined the squad at the same time. I mean, if there was like you know, they they, they were all together. He she lived in the compartment with him, or not like in the compartment, yeah, but like right I, there. I get it. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't think they had to be. <laughs> I just anyway. thought I... that seemed it seemed like some sort of familiar relationship to me. <laughs> I liked him. I'm gonna call him the door opener. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> gatekeep the lo- no gatekeeper. I think the main character kind of looked like Ryan Reynolds and should have been Nicolas Cage. Oh uh, no! I would love this. If it was a- <laughs> just hundred uh, percent agree with you. I, this should have been Nicolas Cage. So more if it was Nicolas Cage. Oh, um, no. I didn't care for Octavia. Octavia Spencer's character. I don't really think she had a big character anyway. I agree. Um, the lady with the teeth and the short hair that was tall <laughs> yes. didn't Tilda care Swinton. for her. Mason, yeah. Uh, the teacher, I recognize. She's in a lot of... She's always like the side character. Um, Allison Pill. Yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. She's fine. What? Is that it? I'm, that's basically it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's other characters that fall off, but yeah, that's that's your main that's your main crew. Gilliam, yeah. he's important. But, Gilliam, yeah. yeah, old man in the back with one arm. Although, if you're not paying attention to the and plot, I don't know if just really... Um, do you remember Gilliam? Yeah, you don't know how important he is until the end. 
Um, I didn't know they kept throwing his name around. Do you remember know, which character he was? I put a face to him. Okay, yeah. No. See, that's the thing. If you don't care about this whole main plot, like, you're not going to hold on. Remember the old man with one arm from the beginning? Well, he's actually important later. Like, if you're if you're not, like... Just like in, yeah, other, just like in the other, you know, Bong Joon-ho movie. So, <laughs> you uh, still have to, you have to know these things. I don't know. I, Parasite's very... Watching this again and then comparing it to Parasite, which I'll do more towards the end. That's just, uh, it's just a little more stark yeah, than I was remembering. So I'm just yeah. going to give it a two because I like the girl that can see you through walls. Fair enough. I'm okay. <laughs> a two? Oh, okay. You're giving me a two. Um, the characters in, in... Yeah, I mean, there were some side throwaway characters. I do like all the main characters. I don't like them, but I think that they're very satisfying in their roles. I think it's pretty crazy that whenever this was... Was this made, what, like 2013, 14, something oh, 13 like that? Oh, 13 maybe, yeah. Yeah, um, that somebody, you know, like Bong Joon-ho could get, you know, this caliber, getting Ed Harris and getting, um, oh my gosh, the old guy's name's totally escaping me. Ed Harris was actually uh, his his friend, who's also a director, Park Chang-wook, uh, who he directed um, Old Boy. That's probably the best South Korean film ever. Uh, okay. uh, he He's well, like a friend of his and helped him get Ed Harris. Yeah, I mean, I just think that he, that was... He did really. I mean, getting Jamie Bell, even though it's not you know his character. What a get, Jamie Bell. <laughs> no, I think. Well, Jamie Bell. He <laughs> even today, so I, I'm I'm like, oh, uh, the guy from Rocket Man, Bernie Toppin. <laughs> no, Jamie Bell is. I mean, he. What was it? 2007, 2009. He when he made. Um, oh my gosh, I'm th- forgetting everything tonight. I didn't um, know Jamie Bell until Bernie Toppin until until Rocket Man. <laughs> oh no, he he was in uh, the Boy Who Dances. I can't remember the Boy Who Dances. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was a big role for him, and it's clearly so big. I remember what it was, but um, anyway, I found some of the characters really striking. Some of the characters I really liked were a little bit smaller. I liked the artist guy who um he just went around and that's how he like that's how everybody remembers stuff because there's no you know i guess people aren't learning to read or write very well the guy who like draws the passengers yeah um he was i liked him i liked bug maker i'm sorry i just ruined it but um yeah i like uh the guy who makes the uh the food um he was interesting yes yeah, they're, I knew they're made of bugs. There you go. Just, you, you picked up on some stuff. It was just the overarching yeah. stuff. Yeah, they were like these <laughs> black bricks, and then he, like, he opened the door and saw all the, all the bro- uh, That was pretty good. I like that. Yeah. And I really, I really liked, you know, both of the Korean characters a lot. I thought that nothing lives without without them in this film, and, and they're really good. I, I I agree. The girl is one of my favorite characters. Um and I like the interaction between Curtis and I, Namgung. Is that his name? Namgung. Oh, um, and uh, Yona is the is the is the girl. And Yona, guys, yeah. Like. I I like the interactions when it's the two of them and they're talking. And I mean, because at the end, I think there's. I mean, it's terrible to say it's a, your favorite scene in the movie, but it's my favorite scene in the movie when they're having the talk at the very end and there's the last cigarette and all of that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the character. But there are some not great characters. I think the Octavia Spencer character as Tanya character is not, not well used. She's just kind of there going, what's going on, Curtis? What are we doing next? You know, what's happening? <laughs> you know, and it's yeah, like, Yeah, she didn't oh, have a big she... part in this. No. And, and she like, I think the movie could have been then. perfectly fine without her and it would have been the exact same plot. Just yeah, came for the know, Octavia Spencer and stayed because I made her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. So, um, and and I think uh, why can't I think of the actor that plays Gilliam? What's his name? Oh, uh, John Hurt. John Hurt. Yeah. John Hurt. Yeah. Adam Sutler. Who was also what? From V for Vendetta. We are being buried beneath the avalanche of your inadequacies, Mr. Creedy. Yeah, I don't know him. In the that. Elephant Man. The Everyone elephant knows the man. Elephant Man. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I know him from. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was good. I thought his character, you know, his character was good. Ed Harris's character was good. Um, I'm gonna give the characters a three and a half. So the characters I like, obviously, the villains. Uh, Wilford is a of great. Course. Wilford's a great uh, character at the end. I like uh, the choice to make him because the whole time you're like, oh, what's this leader gonna be like? What's this crazy mad scientist genius? 
billionaire, entrepreneur, godlike figure going to be? Willy Wonka. Yeah, it's funny you say that. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, Minister Mason, I like. I always like Tilda Swinton. He's she's also in Okja, and she plays not a similar character, but another over the top, crazy, zany character. She's so good, though. She's, she's great all the so time. Good at that, and she plays yeah. like weirdo, weirdo characters all the time. Like very distinct weirdo characters. Very but intense. You totally believe her as those characters. Oh yeah. Like I can't even think of a movie where it's just her as like a regular person. I guess maybe we need to talk about Kevin's the closest <laughs> thing I can think of. But even that movie movies you know around her is you know, she's always a weirdo and she, she she nails it as always um i like yeah. yeah i like our our korean duo here they are they are the best part of the rest of the prisoners in the back of the train who are not good i don't care about the prisoners in the back of the train getting through i don't the only reason that's i want that's surprising to me the only reason i want them to keep going is so i can keep seeing the new rooms like that's the only like that's the only reason like <laughs> well at least i'm gonna get to see fish tank room and i'm gonna get to see like like sauna room or whatever like i like the dance club room again this goes back to like really there's like a dance party room on the sh- on the sh- on this train for 17 years this is a lot of stuff um That's not only that the rave out. room is right <laughs> before you get to wilford it's like well, it's the rave room the sauna the room and then like this bridge over gears and then you're there i'm like well, that's a really where do they <laughs> we, we pass some other compartments but like i didn't really see a bed a bed area for these rich people do they just not sleep they just they just go to the no that's what i'm yeah yeah we won't get hung up rave on those room. details um yeah chris evans character no. <laughs> is wholly uninteresting until his little speech at the end about how he was a he was used to be evil and twisted himself and selfish and then he was taught to not be but then he has the chance again at the end to to be to be the main guy and i mean i i would have liked to i remember his speech when he was like i hate myself because i know what people taste like yeah i remember that other one babies taste best that's the one that's the speech. Babies taste best. Babies yeah. taste best. That's okay. the one we're talking about. Yeah. That's but his, that, but that's, you see, once you see, We don't get character development with him until the end, though. Like, we really don't. You No, you don't. But I think that that's okay. Because then it, it everything everything up until that point makes sense. I mean, now everything makes sense. Well, yeah, so. allowing his second-in-command to die so he could go after the woman. But, or after, um, after uh... What's her name? Toastman's name. Uh, I always forget her character's name. The, the, Mason? the minister, Mason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, these these other characters, and we've already said like the Octavia Spencer character, her her husband, or whoever that guy was that was also with them for a bit, Bernie Toppin. Like none of these, none of these 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 other her characters. Husband. The guy with the one arm who was going through. I think in the I was reading that they're actually like they, the kid is their kid. There are two kids. There's Timmy. Octavia Spencer's son, and then the other guy's son. When the arm gets oh, they don't. They're not chopped off. Oh, okay, yeah. Those oh. are two different kids. I didn't realize. Whatever. The, the <laughs> that's how little I care about these back of the train passengers. They just like, like you're, uh, you're back there for a reason. I get it now. Uh, you're not interesting. I love the back of the train characters. They are too interesting. They're really not. They're the most bland. They're character. way more interesting than the front paper. Ugh, yeah. Well, the only front people we get tastes of are interesting, like the like Wilford and and uh, Mason and. Uh, I mean, I guess that's really the only people we get, but they're more interesting than anyone well, in the back we get of the train. That yellow, the yellow dress girl who's very weird. I oh yeah, I don't get what her deal role. is. I don't know what her like. Per- yeah. I, like she's like a liaison, but eh, whatever. Um, who was it? Uh, the, <laughs> Alice Pill is great as the teacher. That's the best scene in the movie for me. Is the is the teaching car scene? I legitimate laugh out loud. I knew you'd like that one. It's the best. It's my favorite scene in the movie, and I, I like. That's yeah. That's such a you scene. It that's is right. Really like. All the kids it's chanting about we all freeze and die. Or it's a uh, it's fantastic. I love it. Um and the, and uh, yeah, the eggs and <laughs> so yeah, chilling. Whatever the the kid the characters. It's a mix of like oh that's a really good character and like but I don't care about any of the protagonists, which hurts it. So what's that like a mm, like a two five? I'm a little lower on this movie than I remember being. Um. Uh, for different for different reasons, but Mama K, the visual and sound. Uh, this is really good. Anything that's outside of the train, though, I don't. It's very uh, well, it's kind of snow. wonky. It's snow, yeah, and they try to do it a couple different ways, and it's still like it's snow. It's a really bad storm for a long time. So the train is really great. I think when you're in, you know, you start in the back of, back of the train, and you get exposed slowly, exposed to all the different cars and then when i think when they go into the aquarium i am just like what 
this is you know yeah the aquarium's cool i like their reactions in the aquarium because they haven't seen like fish swimming and ever right and when you know namgoon explains to yona what dirt is um because she's a train baby she's never been off the train um and you know as they keep going forward and you know stuff that feels normal and natural is what you start with and then all after you get past bug guy and then all of a sudden it turns weird it turns into like you know people in pits and then the rave section and it's like what there's very little there's only one sort of normal car where people are you know having their hair done and getting their teeth fixed and yeah, that was the only like but, traditional looking train car, like a traditional long range yeah. train. All the other ones were just narrow. And then rooms. there's a crazy sauna car. Like, who needs a sauna car? There what was the two. Hell? There like, was nobody, there was sauna car with like the hot tubs, that. and then there's sauna t- one where they have the big fight well, at the I, end. I can appreciate a hot tub car, but a sauna car. You're already in a train that is like completely, you know, keeping you compartmentalized. You want to go now in a room in a train? No. Um, but I think, I feel like you feel each one of those as you're going through. So I think, um, cinematography is really good. And then once you get up to the front of the train and everything is so clean and slick and, you know, modern and, uh, over the top, which is exactly what you expect. It's, it's really good. People are super dirty, like I said, and I totally believe that they've been living on that train for 17 years like that mm-hmm. and haven't seen water. Um, so, um, and then I was trying to think about it a little while I was watching this time about, you know, the sound and really the only sound you're getting is train sounds. And I think that that keeps you, you know, kind of in whatever train car you're in. And, and then you get like the rave and then you get the sound of the train at the very end of, of the the engine of the train. The train cars do um, consistently have that so shuffling, I, like, choo, 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 choo sound so uh, yeah uh, that's and that good. that's continuous yeah so i mean i like all that i think the cinematography is good i i really actually the, the more i watched it the more i really like that of this movie uh i'm gonna give that a four and a half what do you got jess wow so as i didn't like any of the fight scenes and but i <laughs> i, I have to say like the, the different rooms in the train were cool i'll give it that i like the rave train that was probably my favorite <laughs> That's where I would be if I was on that train. You'd um, be on the rave train. You you would hope. You would hope that's where you'd be. Yeah. <laughs> and even seeing how dirty, like the I don't where do they the peasant train is. I'm just gonna call it the peasant train. The back of the uh, train. They did, yeah. a, the they did a really good job with the filth. Um, so everything <laughs> had its unique touch to it. And I don't know. As opposed to you, I do like the, how they ma- painted the outdoors, especially in the last scene. Where somehow they found these huge winter fl- uh, fur coats out of nowhere. That I don't know where they got them from, but they've been there. The baby and uh, the girl went outside, and it was you could just tell how cold it was and how crisp like the snow looked. I thought that was shot really well. Um, yeah. So that probably was my favorite scene was like that last ten minutes because I was like, "Hallelujah, we're done." And it <laughs> you you felt trapped in the train. <laughs> yeah, and Just I escaped did. the train and went outside, and I felt a breath of fresh air. Um, well, look at that! It was effective so... after all. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a two five. Uh, yeah, visual and sound is the best part of this, and it's what holds up the most from first time watching. First time watching, I remember really liking this, and then going back through, I'm like. Hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not as much as I thought. I liked it. Uh, visual and sound, though, is 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 great. Uh, we already talked about like the trains. Like, that's like a lot of the sound in here, other than like rave sound and right. you know intense intense uh, Wilford sitting at cross table music. Um, the the people getting sliced. I forgot about. There's all some slicing. Well, yeah. just says all the fighting. I'm like, is there fighting in this? I'm like, I guess there's fighting. Yeah. Like I literally don't think about the fighting at all. Like the first third of this movie and i guess that's why i didn't but there's so much fighting there really isn't i mean the beginning is fighting and then <laughs> and then it's not really a lot i mean y- there's kind of like a couple of little skirmishes as you go but it's not like it's a war movie it's not like there's like all this crate like i don't know i don't think it's that much fighting i, I barely think about the fighting when it like when i'm remembering all the scenes in the movie it's the stuff between like getting from one car to the next uh like the school i scene. feel the same way about it but I think that that's not by design. I think we're supposed to know. I think Jess is right. I think we should have more feelings and thoughts about the fighting. But for some reason, I don't think about that either. I think no. about a lot. I, I think about the beginning and the end. And I don't think about that huge 
part in the middle where all of a sudden they stop fighting because it's New Year's Day and they have the infrared you know, gla- goggles like and then the, the glass. Yeah. Again, again, they're gonna. You know? That's a whole class of people there. Those fighters. They're not the poor people, that's, but they're not right. rich people. So there is right, a whole other true. class of like worker people. Yeah. Um, I want to know where they sleep. I don't know where any of them sleep except the poor people live in shit beds. But like, that's literally the only thing I know about that. <laughs> Again, that's plot uh, problems. <laughs> all the all the cool stuff of this movie remains all the different train cars and all their different unique looks, yes. whether it exists in a reality or not. Yeah, all the all the train cars are cool looking. They look so distinct from each other. Um, yeah, it's it's that's the strength of this movie is like the way they put the whole world in a train, whether it's like believable or not. It, the, the metaphor of the whole world and the class system, this is where that sh- where it kind of shines through, and it's with the visuals here. So I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. Uh, it's solid. It's it, it holds up. Um, so the the end, we haven't really talked a whole lot about the end. Uh, we get the Chris Evans reveal that babies taste best. He is, in fact, was going to eat Bernie Toppin, <laughs> young Bernie Toppin, and uh, he, he... Stop calling he's, him Because he, he's a baby, and they taste delicious. But um, the but John Hurt's character, uh, what, what's his name, Mama Kay? I was Gilliam. Gilliam. Gilliam's like, if you're so Gilliam. hungry, eat this. And he chops his own arm off. And and so, and then a bunch of the other passengers do that same thing. They chop limbs off. And then that's when, you know, he has his like, coming to Jesus, change of heart moment. And then we, we kind of smash cut to the today. And that's like why he's, uh, he's, he's giving Bernie Toppin a second in command and then trying to get to this front to change things. Um, he meets with Wilford. Wilford and him have their big face off. Wilford talks about, you know, things, how thing, the order of things, how all like the instances of like the people escaping and the riot from years back. And even this one were all planned so that one, keep the order, have chaos, bring it back down. Good way to keep order. Thin the herd, which they need to do. I mean, resources wise, it's, it's just, (laughs) I'm surprised that they've lasted this long and what they've lasted off of. And three, they use the children from the back of the train that are bore, uh, to, uh, basically fix the engine whenever things are going wrong. And by fix the engine, there are little compartments throughout the, throughout the engine where little kids are just like tinkering around with wrenches and like keeping the, keeping the train going again. Fine. I mean, it's it's creepy and crazy, and you think it's going to be something more simple, like they're eating them or sexually abusing them. But no, they're literally using them as like tools to keep the engine running. So I like that. That's that. It's again, it's another suspension of disbelief moment. Like, I don't know if I want to give this kid a wrench and have him in charge of the train, keeping humanity alive. But that's you know, I mean, he fits <laughs> in the compartment. So um, the the, uh, the 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 girl that we don't really understand comes in, and there's a little final shootout thing here at the end. Uh, Chris Evans is wounded. Wolford, he dies, right? He dies before the the big final thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the big final thing is they're gonna blow up with the explosives. Uh, you know the, those drugs that uh that our Korean buddies have been uh, carrying around. They're actually also highly explosive. Uh, part of the whole plan that we talked about earlier. They blow the train up, and the two survivors are uh the seventeen year old girl and the little Octavia Spencer's kid. Is that the one who survives? Yeah. Yeah. Timmy. K- Kenny. Timmy? Timmy? Oh, Timmy. I'm sorry. I miss Mr. <laughs> Timmy. Timmy. Uh, and they exit the snow. <laughs> do not freeze to death instantly. They see a polar bear indicating that life has ex- yeah. in, has indeed existed outside the train so that I don't know how they're going to do it, but these the 17-year-old and this little boy are going to somehow start a new world. Uh, and we end there on that hopeful, but I mean, again, in my logical brain, I'm like, Bizarre. Well, they're going to die in about three days, and then the humanity's done. <laughs> it was a good try, but, like, uh, I don't know about this. But um, that's the end. That's how we end Snowpiercer. They escape the train, and presumably lots of, if not everybody, dies on the train. Um, Jess, overall right. reasons and feel? Um, I have none. I'm definitely going to forget this. It's already very loose in my mind, and I just watched it on Saturday. Next. <laughs> Is that a Give it a one. Days ago, one. Words. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a one. All point. right, well, okay. I have to agree that the the more times that I've seen this movie, the less enamored I am with it. I think that viewing number two was my favorite, um, just because viewing one was definitely not my favorite, hmm. um, and this one was more like, oh man, I really miss Parasite. You know, we're like, spoiled oh. though. Parasite's one of the greatest I... movies like of of the, of the the decade, and you know, yeah. We're spoiled. I mean, this is, you know, this is 
what six seven years ago for him and so he you know i mean this is like fourth movie it's his first english-speaking film it is it's not a soft yeah it's not a sophomore effort or whatever but it's still i think he you know still sort of breaking in it was his it was his first english-speaking movie right yeah uh, he had like host before this and mother a couple other ones but like this is his first english-speaking yeah so i think this was and it's also based loose if i remember correctly it's like loosely based on um a comic book series or something like that so there's there's he's working with material that 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 already exists based on i'm sure that's i'm sure that's how you you pronounce that because we know that i'm very good at pronouncing (laughs) things here (laughs) it's based on a a graphic novel yes Um, french graphic novel yeah and a graphic novel there we go so i mean he's working with with stuff that already exists but i you know I think I really like the look of this movie is what it is for me. There's there's certain scenes that I really like that are totally unbelievable like when the t- when Curtis and the thug from uh what's his name's thug are shooting at each other from like across the res- ravine. They're both in the same train but they're shooting through a window at Oh each other yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, see that's curve. a good that's a good action and scene. I, yeah. I like that scene a lot. I mean, there's little, little scenes that I really like a lot. I really can't watch the scene where it goes dark and there's the people that have all the masks on. And, but there's part of that that's so good too. Like at the beginning, they all have these axes and they're all standing there like executioners. And then one guy slits a fish open to get blood on the axe. And that's such a mm-hmm. old school, like going to war kind of thing. And it just, it just reminds you that you are in a microcosm of like, the world and i like watching things that are class you know warfare the fish cutting it, it was like so. i know it's meant for intimidation and i understand that but like when i watched it i was like oh those poor people they're like i haven't seen a fish in 17 years and he just used it to like wet <laughs> his axe and then drops it on the- i'm like oh those poor <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't leap after the know, fish to eat the fish guts like <laughs> right you can't tell me in real life one of those dudes wouldn't have been like fish you know <laughs> they just tackle him <laughs> right for it exactly i mean i kind of thought maybe that but um yeah so i mean it kind of loses because a lot of the movie for me is like the discovery of what's going to happen next a little bit of that's lost you know some of the really great like coming into the aquarium you know that's coming uh making uh mason eat the the bug logs when they all sit down to eat sushi um that what happens in the train compartment with the the children in the school, which is really, it's a super unnerving scene because you can just sort of see that as a microcosm of things that happen a lot to a different degree in real life for us daily, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So for residents and feel, I'm probably going to really give this my lowest score, which is a three, because I'm just, I feel like I'm, I'm all, I'm all done. I'm all done with Snowpiercer. You've exhausted your Snowpiercer. I don't don't know that there's anything else for me to discover. I feel like, um, I didn't really discover very much newness this last time, but I, you know, before I was still sort of discovering things. So outside of, you know, Babies Taste Best, which is a classic line forever. Um, yeah. Frequently used in our, in our family. Yes, Babies Taste Best. Um, we do. creepily use that in our family we, we pick good movie quotes um this is so the residents of feel I, I you said it's interesting that the second time you watched this was your favorite this was my second time i far prefer my first viewing experience because i think a lot of the best stuff in this movie comes with some shock value and comes with some i don't know where this is going uh, upon review when you know all the best scenes are coming you know what the kids are being used for you know what the food is you know if they're going to survive outside or not you just know the twists that are coming the re like it's a fun ride for the most part but it's not um it's not as like like now i'm seeing the cracks when i first watched this first time i don't think about how illogical all this is i'm just along for this fantasy science fiction ride and then this time through i know what's all happening so i'm looking beyond and when i when you when you stare too hard it's not as uh sturdy as it once was first time through it's an awesome ride great twists and turns um and and some funny like whether intentional or not kind of stuff i think he has a kind of a dark dry sense of humor bong so i think that's fair to say he's he's put in here especially the train the, the yeah the there's kid. some sly humor yeah in the it. uh the, the teaching car scene but um yeah resonance of feel is not super high but 
this is like, again, I'm, I understand the fighting, but like just when I assigned this to you, I didn't think, oh, fighting, this is the perfect movie to torture Jess with. I really thought you would, you, <laughs> I didn't think you would hate this, and I'm sorry that it was not a movie for you, but uh, this for me it really is a movie that I think everyone should try once. I say it with a little more hesitation now, but before this, I was like, yeah, who, who wouldn't at least like a first, a first trip on Snowpiercer? Uh, you wouldn't want to live there for 17 I didn't years, like but uh, me, I didn't like my first trip on Snowpiercer. I liked my second trip because then that's when i went back to like look at all the clues that were like okay now i understand what's going on here hmm. but the first time it was for me it was a fight movie i, I have to agree with jess that's what it felt like well, to we're me. on three different tracks here uh, but snowpiercer's on one yeah we are uh jess i'll start with you since uh, well i think all of our choices are kind of obvious but jess would you recommend snowpiercer no mom okay would you recommend snowpiercer <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna recommend it because I think it's a good movie. I think if I think it's a a, a good effort by Bong Joon Ho. I think there's some really nice performances, uh, particularly you know by the Korean cast. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah, it's a pretty easy recommend for me too. It's not like I don't think, especially after if you've seen Parasite and like you go back to this if you've never seen any of his other movies. I think Parasite just might be the gold standard because I remember liking this more than Okja, and then after this, I'm like. Oh no, Okja is way better than this. And then I'm thinking back, I'm like, oh, I've only seen Okja once. Is that not as good on the second watch? Yeah, you might. I, I don't think so. I think because Okja is, makes a little more sense to me and is a, kind of more. Uh, uh, Jess, you might like that one. There's hardly any fighting in that one, although maybe I forgot it all somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty easy recommend, and I'm surprised that I'm, I'm surprised Jess didn't like it as much as she did. I'm surprised Mama K did not like it her first time, knowing how much she likes it now. Uh, so prior to this review, I would have been like, yeah, everyone's gonna like Snowpiercer their first time. Maybe not, but uh, I still think enough people will glean from this that I can recommend this, and I still enjoy it enough to recommend. So, two recommends, one not recommend for Snowpiercer. All right, that was our one year anniversary show. Here's to another year. Maybe we'll do a Bong year movie every every Cheers. anniversary. Um, probably not. Jess is like, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, Okja is no. a different movie, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I dislike him. Especially after Parasite, I think this is it's just not the movie for me. I think that's more yeah. likely. Um, but we've got uh, what, what do we have? So we've got some like things we kind of got to work out for this month. There's some stuff in theaters, but not a lot of stuff we want to see. The Hunt is coming out, which is a very controversial movie mm. that was supposed to come out last year. So we'll be doing that uh, soon because um, it's coming out now. Uh, we got Quiet Place Two. That sounds like a Jess movie. Yeah, Jess. I think Jess would be on that. That's a People hunting people. It looks like uh, you know you liked Ready or Not, so this looks like a kind of similar, <laughs> similar vein. I feel fighting coming on though. It sounds like there might be some. I think it's more like movie. thriller horror fighting. I think it's hunting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be hunting like long as to fighting. It's it's I, I don't think just it's not the gore or the get that gets you. It's the it's the mono mono like face off like tease. I don't know. Is am I? Right, wrong. I don't, I don't even know what you're trying to say. <laughs> we have Quiet Place Part Two coming out. That'll be interesting. Uh, we all liked Quiet Place One, so we will see if Quiet Place Two yes. can hold up. Mulan at the end of the month, as long as coronavirus does not delay it, because Chinese people. Uh, and then we got some other stuff coming up, but we we, we never hammered out a name for it. I don't think, but uh, we we are trying a new thing uh, once every month. A person, one of our hosts, will pick a movie for all four of our core hosts here to uh, review. When I say movie, it could be a movie, right. or it could be a documentary, or it could be a videotape, or it could be a YouTube video set. Uh, basically anything that is available to the public on a major streaming platform or something like YouTube or, or, or Vimeo or one of those free. Uh, we are going to yeah. watch and review it, and we're going to do it a little bit differently, a little bit loosely. That episode will be coming out either the next one or the one after. Mama K is going first, and Okay, and this is the episode where we're announcing uh, what is your what is this inaugural thing we're doing? What are you, what are we going to be talking about first? Well, should we just call it host pick? I mean, that's pretty easy. Yeah, we probably um, should just do a simple yeah. simple name like host pick. Um, yeah, because we haven't been able to come up with anything clever. So um, host pick it is. What's your what's the uh, what's the first host pick? Uh, the first host pick um, is is sort of a second host pick because mm -hmm. the first I really really had something that I wanted to do and it's just never comes available on streaming uh, for a successive amount of time so uh, in lieu of doing The Breakfast Club we are going to be doing John Hughes's Pretty in Pink. Oh you hear that Jess? We're yeah, going back Breakfast to the Club 80s. 
say that, that sounds like an old movie. <laughs> Pretty in pink. Well, I mean, it was either that or I was going to say we have to watch every single uh, Will Ferrell Jeopardy uh, SNL skit and talk about that. But That's also from before 2000. That's just though, so too much. I mean... Yeah, so I figured this is pretty much the same thing for Jess. It's like anything that happened, you know, prior to the turn of the century. All right, well, where is Pretty in Pink available so listeners can get a head jump on that before we that episode comes out? Um, you did check to make sure it's it's available, available. right? I just checked Amazon Prime. I did check to see if it was available. No, it cost three bucks. Okay, no, it's available. Okay, what? As I put this, this on you. You better <laughs> may, may pick something that's available. It's the whole basis I, of this thing. You have no idea how much time I spent doing this. So, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm trying it. What about Halo? Yep, it costs three bucks. Okay. Not doing this. No. Okay. What? No. This is not This is not how things happen. It was pretty in pink. All right, well, we're going to have to figure out what our thing is. Maybe we're going to have to move our schedule around a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. I might cut all this out. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, uh, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. If you want to reach out to me individually, I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. And you can always email the show at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. We have opening slots coming up, so... We have some recommendations sitting in the chamber, but a lot of stuff hasn't really become available on streaming. Once it gets there, we will we will jump back to those. But we want fresh recommendations. If you guys, okay. uh, this, yeah, so that's great. But Pretty in Pink is available on Amazon to Prime stream for free. For free, no, watch now. Yes, how? we're going to sort this out off air to, to double check. But uh, <laughs> if it's available, we will be doing Pretty in Pink. If not, I will. Maybe I'll send out a quick two-minute clip to tell you what we'll be doing. So uh, keep on <laughs> look out for that. There Sorry, this is not very professional. I know it's been a year, but we haven't gotten that much better, I guess. <laughs> um, guys, thank you for being on for our one-year show. It's been fun doing it with you guys. It's been fun to doing it with Nicole. Um, I'm glad we're still doing yeah. it, despite all of the technical difficulties. <laughs> and me. You mean me. That's what yeah, mean. technically. So, okay. Yeah, difficulty. Yeah, All right, until next time, everyone, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio.